Welcome back to another episode of Chefology. My name is Asabi Goodman. I am joined by the beautiful Gracie Mack. Hello. And our wonderful chefologist, Josh DeVetta, is away on assignment this week. So filling in for Josh, we have our wonderful producer, Zane. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Zane. I just, just want to let everyone know that I feel very underprepared for this episode. <laughs> That's how uh, we feel every week, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. For this episode, epi- episode, for this episode, it doesn't matter what your skill level is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can be anywhere on the spectrum. And by that, I mean we are talking about sex. Yes, darling. <laughs> oh, Mariah's into it. All day, every day. That's what I assume uh, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could orgasm in my whistle. That'd yeah. be amazing. I don't have a whistle. <laughs> and I think we're all grateful for that. Um, <laughs> so, yes, today we are talking about sex, that wonderful act. Uh, it will be explicit. So if your kids mm-hmm, listen, mm-hmm. you might want to let them know before you shuffle them out of the room. But we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back to ask Gracie Mack what her sexual choices are. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And we're back to Shuffology. And today, my lovelies, we are talking about sex and those sexual songs that turn us on or get us going or just you know, put you in the mood. So Gracie Mack, what are your choices? Mm. Before, that. before we get into your choices, yeah. can we talk about what your criteria were? Yeah. For picking oh. songs? Like songs to listen to while or mm. songs about or like, because I didn't put any funny songs on my list. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's really? a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't put any funny songs on my list that I would be excluded from the soundtrack while I was having sex. Yeah, I I went for um I kind of went for a mixture. Like starting I was because I don't know about you guys, I don't really put on a song to have sex to. That's not What? The only How is it done then? <laughs> How do you do this? <laughs> I I've had sex to lots of songs because I use it because I have lived in share houses and you need some some sort of buffer That's a barrier, yeah. So that so I've had sex to lots of songs How but do you not keep tempo. But it's <laughs> <laughs> It's like wow. I find it to um yeah, it's. I find it too. I've, yeah, it's too much. I find sometimes to I, to have a song that you're like going. Yeah, in with. I would say especially with sexual lyrics. Exactly, the songs that I've chosen are definitely not songs that I actually have had sex to. Yeah. They're just songs that are sexual in nature. Yeah, that's me. how. Yeah, I did the same yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's how I went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like otherwise, it would just be a bunch of like deep house and trance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Something words. more like groove, I guess. Yeah. I, w- I would use. <laughs> if there's lyrics, then I'll get distracted and laugh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. Yeah. Especially anyway. if they're sexual, I'd be like, it's <laughs> like just get off me. I can't do this right now. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we've chosen. <laughs> and my first choice from that. Yes. Segway. I've started with, um, I've gone chronological for mine. because um, And drawn from a lot of different areas. Well, kind of just hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and hip hop, alternative hip hop. Um, but I'm going to start off with funk, which is a very sexual music. Mm. Makes me feel very sexy while singing and playing funk. I, I got get up. I feel like being a sex machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've gone with. And so this is 1970 and it was released as a two part single, but just parts one and two of the same songs. It's quite, it's just a long groove basically. Um, recorded by James Brown, of course, with his band, the original JBs. 
which was this I'm not sure if they was his second band, but it was like he had a previous band before these guys that were really hot and then he got rid of all of them. And this is their the new <laughs> band. And this is the first single they released or one of the first songs they recorded with this new band. Because he was he was notoriously difficult oh, to it's work horrific. with. Right? Yeah. I was actually researching this. I found this book that I really want to read by one of his old guitarists, Damon Wood, and it's all about his he was with his <laughs> guitarist for eight years and yeah. it's just all these crazy stories of him just being a <laughs> fucking nightmare. Yeah, I'd heard that he would like either fire people on stage or like on stage, yeah. 10 point like hundred dollars he'd do this thing where he'd hold up his hand with a big five and that meant fifty dollars because if you made a mistake he would like fifty dollars and you yeah. get docked fifty bucks yes exactly which is a lot in the <laughs> 70s yeah. Yeah. yeah um there's a lot now but still like uh yeah dude was crazy and mm. so i had this story that i could not find I was trying to find some to corroborate in some way. I still have, so I want to read this book to see if it's in there. But um, I got told this story from a drummer ages ago that uh, James Brown's first band, which were pumping, like they were excellent. They was were Bootsy so in on that top one? Of it. No, Bootsy's in this next one. Okay. Yep. Bootsy Collins and his brother Catfish Collins are in on this song and the new JBs. Um, but the band beforehand, which, oh man, I should have written down what their name was. <laughs> but anyway, they're really good. Um, and they asked for a pay rise because they were the best funk band in the world. Yeah, like they had Makes sense. made this um, brand with James Brown, and they were like, "We want to pay rise." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll think about it." And the next rehearsal, they arrive, and he's got a new band. He's like, "There's your pay rise. That you're all fired." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but man, it's a good story. If yeah. It is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he was notoriously difficult. Oh <laughs> and so this song is basically, it's just this groove and it's held together by Bootsy Collins on bass, who's am- amazing, and mm. his brother Catfish Collins on guitar and the drummer Jarbo Starks. Um, that's pretty much it. The horn section is there, but they're super inexperienced. They don't really have anything to do on this. And what they mm. do is not that good. <laughs> it's Aww. just like very, very light. Like they haven't figured out. They they did get excellent towards the end of their run with Right him, before they got fired. It took, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He rises to the top and then he cuts you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, this one This one definitely sounds like a pep talk. This is like a pep talk sex this, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and Bobby Bird, who does the backing vocals, he's the one who goes, get on up. <laughs> James Brown goes, get up. And he goes, get on up. Which is, you know, that's good to have, like, a yeah. big yeah. hulking yeah. black man cheering you on. <laughs> is it? From, from the side, I don't know, from whatever place they need to be. <laughs> No, that's my first train. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along here. So that was 1970. We're going to jump straight to 1988. Mm, and I chose jump. Push It, Salt and Pepper. Of course. So I thought I had to yeah. get it in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. surprised that it took two songs to get to Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know. They're just kind of obvious, though. They, they are obvious. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing Let's Talk About Sex. That's yeah, exactly. That's silly obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so I just went the next the second, <laughs> second most obvious. <laughs> Um, this was first released as a B-side to their song Tramp in 87. Yes. And then mm-hmm. they were like, this is actually a banger. And they re-released it as a single the next year in 88. So that's kind of where it's most known. So this song, I don't know how this came about, but it initially peaked at 19 on the Billboard 100 and number 41 in the UK charts. But then it had a resurgence when they performed it at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday because celebration. that's what Nelson Mandela like, what wants to hear. But they performed it and then it hit number two. Everyone was like, we love this song. Did he request <laughs> it? I know. Like, did he plan that event? Did he plan it? Maybe they were like push it like let's push out apartheid (laughs) (laughs) maybe i I want to know at what time of the celebration they played this song i so want to watch it that's got to be like a night uh, an afternoon thing don't you think he's 70 years old Mm. well and didn't you see them in concert i did years back yeah didn't they did they do push it oh yeah yeah of course they (laughs) saved it till the end oh right okay and it was like they did like a minute of everything. I think I've talked about this on podcast yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's you know, so go back and re-listen. But um, they, <laughs> yeah, they were just tired, and and I think they had tax bills or something. I don't know why they did that concert. <laughs> but um, but anyway, this song mm. it made number two after Nelson Mandela's birthday bash. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> people. He really this. did ha- change the world. Didn't he really. He? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in Africa was listening then. <laughs> and that's what put it over the edge. <laughs> it was ranked um, number four hundred forty. Six on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs wow. of All Time. And number nine on VH1's 100 Greatest Hip Hop Songs. Wow. Okay. It's pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was defining for them. Definitely. Like it truly oh, it was, was huge because, for them. Yeah. You know, back then, what, 88? So yeah. women in hip hop, like women still weren't that well recognized. Yeah. Then, so. Yeah, there's hardly any 
anyone mm. repping it for women. Yep. When I was researching the song, I discovered that it's spliced together from so many different things. I didn't realize, like, sampling, of course, is huge, but I didn't realize how much they had ripped off. So, <laughs> so many song. of the lyrics, like, so much of it, the the samp, the push it whispering, mm. push it, mm. <laughs> that, you know, if that, mm. <coughs> push it, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's sampled from a 77 recording called Keep On Pushing by yep. some band called Cold Kitchen. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, but then they also, a bunch of the lyrics and like hook bits they have, they quote from, you really got me the kinks, you know, they change mm. mm-hmm. girl to boy. Oh, you really got me going. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they also from, I'm a greedy man and there it is, like two James Brown songs they take lyrics from. It's really like spliced together from a lot of different things. So I'm surprised Music by can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And everything. (laughs) (laughs) So moving along here, that was 88. We're going to go to 1992. Mm -hmm. And I've chosen Hot Sex by Tribe Called Quest. Oh, I love Tribe. Yeah. The old hip-hop pioneers. I am going to nod my head and smile. Oh, no, you don't know. You don't know (laughs) Q-tip. Hip-hop is a big blind spot of mine, as you will see when you get to my list. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, this song it it had many <laughs> re-releases, but never never really made its way into in, as a single or as an onto an album. Well, sort of. I mean, it's on many albums, but was never released in any way. It was first part of the 1992 soundtrack for the Eddie Murphy movie Boomerang. Oh yeah, I you guys know that, that one. Yep, mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but there was, I think there was a lot of. Um, I think I own it. Music released. Yeah. Is that, that like the one where movie? he's like an African prince and he comes to No, New York? that is coming no, that's to coming America. America. Oh, what yeah. is Boomerang? You're fired. I don't no, know. Boomerang. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know Boomerang. Either. I think he's an executive and it's about a woman that sort of like he's a player and he gets played by a woman. Oh. Classic. So, yeah. Take that, Eddie Murphy. Boomerang. <laughs> Chiming of the shrew, am I right? Yes. Grace Jones is in it, so Oh yeah. She oh, gives cool. birth to a very big perfume bottle. <laughs> Oh my god! It's an ad because okay. he's an ad oh exec. Right, you should watch it. It's really good. <laughs> that is a, a resounding <laughs> no <laughs> resounding review. Uh, look, anything look, with Grace look. Jones is great. Yeah, that's true. She she does. She's pretty. Amazing. She does carry. Mm. Uh, all right, so it was released on that, and then the band released it on their European edition of their third album, Midnight Marauders, in '93. The next year. And then they released it as a bonus track on their fifth album, The Love Movement, in 98. And then again on a compilation album in 99. Did it do well? <laughs> Not really. It's okay. kind of just... But they really like, liked it. I guess they, they really have. liked it. They were, they and, were you like, know, it's pretty... One more time. One more time. Yeah, just put it in there. And it's just, you know, like it's just a groove. It's got this kind of guitar little riff that's just this... Dee, 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 this little chromatic thing over and over and just like stripped back drums and bass. Just like real groovy old school hip hop. Mm. And the hook goes, hot sex on a platter, hot sex on a platter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. The they really liked it, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, I mean, Inspiring. yeah, Tribe Called Quest, uh, yeah, we're definitely pioneers of the of um, <laughs> certain versions of hip hop, alternative hip hop, I guess they call mm, can it. Can I kick it? Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> 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 now we're going to go to 2000. And I had to have some D'Angelo. Mm, had yes. to have it. Yep. Um, I there's no way I could ever have sex t- to the D'Angelo to the D'Angelo <laughs> because I would just laugh. It's so sexual, like yeah, it's so it's, full on. Yep. It, it would just um, I wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to deliver. <laughs> I chose Untitled. How does it feel? Oh, okay. Yeah. Familiar? Anyone? No, I've I've have never listened to D'Angelo. Oh, okay. And people keep telling me I need to, and I think yeah, they're I mean, right, but I just haven't. Yeah, well, he's he's super influenced by Prince. You can, mm. you'll really tell when you listen to him, which I'm sure you will after this. Part. Yes, I will. Um, yeah, especially this song. I would say, I mean, so many of his songs, but this was a song from his second album that was um like his falsetto vocals, the way that the backing vocals work, and that kind of loose gospel feel. Mm. The backbeat, the groove, like really, really prints. Um, and it's beautiful. It sounds, it's, yeah, I really love it. Um, this song kind of uh, really catapulted him as this sex icon because the song was so sexual. And the video clip is just him based, looking pretty much naked. Like you, it's kind of like shadowed around sure. his crotch. <laughs> oh but he just looks naked and he's just standing with his like ripped body singing to the camera. So it's like super sexual. Is it in black and white? 
Um, no, but it's like oh. pretty much a dark room. It's dark, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't think it's in black and white. The cover of this album is black and white. Yeah. So I don't know why, but black and white just seems so sexy to me. <laughs> it does. It just, it just seems really like any sort of silhouetted black and white, you know, with kind of loose fabric draped. I don't know. So that's, that's so just, 80s. It's so I, 80s <laughs> sex. I'm an that's 80s That's an 80s girl. sexual film clip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess nowadays it's just naked people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. like, that's all it needs to be, just naked. Yeah, body parts covered in oil. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, And maybe some paint. But <laughs> yeah, that's the arty world. Mm. Arty world of sex. Um, yeah, so I, so I wrote that this has a lot of elements that I love about D'Angelo's music, which is also a lot of elements that I love about Prince's music. Uh, simple but grooving backbeat. It just kind of stays in one place the whole time. And there's kind of sparse chords. You know, it's it's very simple, but there's these like random little accents that really sing out beautifully. And everything's just really tasteful. It's just playful and tasteful. Um, with, yeah, elements of gospel and R&B and then this hip-hop backbeat. It's really beautiful. Um, this song, yeah, so this song elevated him to a sex icon and it made him really uncomfortable, apparently, and he took a sabbatical from the music oh, wow. industry. Like, oh. after the end of this tour, this album, Voodoo, mm. he um, he didn't release anything for 12 years. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That is a sabbatical. That's long. <laughs> yeah, he like really... two years, it, I understand, but 12. Yeah, and apparently it was to do with... I think it was to do with a lot of personal reasons, but it was kind of really um, this idea of him just being dripping with sex and his girl fans just screaming and wailing over him his, his mm. like younger fans were really full on yeah. as they are mm. as they always are they're standing <laughs> little teenies <laughs> um, I'm assuming they mean teenies when I when they, it said younger fans I don't know yeah oh, teenagers you could it could, yeah. Yeah, yeah they get they get crazy they teenagers. get crazy and I think it was it's I read that it was very uncomfortable with it and then it just it just sort of accelerated things in his life that were already weren't going that well like mm. relationships and um um, alcohol abuse so he didn't do anything for so that yeah he ended that tour in 2000 I believe or maybe 2001 and then he toured again in 2012 mm. and well fully released his his latest album Black Messiah in 2014 so it was a huge break wow um, yeah there you go it's quite sad really that um, fame does that though I mean yeah, you know, look yeah. at Dave Chappelle the way he had to leave the country yeah and step really out sad. and sort of go hiding and then of course you know the media created all these lies about him mm. which didn't make things better better but he he talks about it and he says it's it's not for everyone because a lot of people it's really it does a mental number on you Mm. and I could imagine like I was thinking about (laughs) as I often do I have conversations in my head (laughs) scenarios and I was imagining someone being like well like what did he expect he the song is so so sexual hypersexual and the video clip is so hypersexual mm. and it's like but I I do understand that feeling of when you put something out there especially with art and you just weren't prepared for the reception yeah. you weren't prepared for how heavy people would go into sure. it like yeah sure I released a sexual song and feel really great about being um, positive about sex but then suddenly the backlash of like the world is yeah. way more than you were ready for that's yeah. right and people will like they when you're famous people act like they know you yeah, and yeah. so they they don't respect those personal boundaries, you know. So no, it would, be, it would be crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. my last song. Yeah. Okay, wrapping it up. Uh, this is in. Oh no, I didn't write the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, this is a song. Just real quick, just have a little uh, this is a song called Silicon Valley. It's by Anderson Pack, drummer and vocalist. And it's from 2016. There we go. Okay. His album Malibu, second album that he released. Do you guys know him, Anderson Pack? No. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm one of his biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate your deep cuts. I lo- I hear a lot of new music. <laughs> She's like, this is all so over the radio. This is so, <laughs> he's so mainstream. Are you kidding? Nope. nope. <laughs> deep cuts. Uh, if we, if we There's go one jazz song on this whole list. <laughs> 40... 40s to 70s jazz is where I'm at. Like that's yeah. that's my that's my period right I'm there. I'm always outside of that. <laughs> Even if I pick jazz, it's always it's outside. It's uh, I, lo- I hear new music. Um, <laughs> well, this look, Anderson Pack. Um, his most famous song is that "Come Down." You might never ever come down. It took too long to get this high off the ground. Don't stop, just wait. All right, whatever. Uh, I mean, you can. He did a. He did a tiny. Maybe. Maybe was so blank, and I was just staring him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you keep singing, we might get it. Anyway, he's a drummer, and he sings from the drums, and he's really groovy. Um, hip hop dude. 
Um, but this is for yeah, this is from a second album. It's called Silicon Valley, and it's like this slow jam. It's a ballad, but kind of like it's a it's a yeah backbeat ballad thing, and it's kind of a joke. Like the lyrics are really tongue in cheek, but he's singing them really intensely. Yep. And so yeah, so so you're sort of a little unaware of how heavy he's going into the joke. But it starts. <laughs> but the first lyrics go, "All that ass you're carrying, you gotta be shitting me." <laughs> it's like the first line of the right. song, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Um, is and he then from the, California? Yeah, because <laughs> he sounds like he's from New York. <laughs> Just that line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like I think you. I think he lives at. in LA. I think yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, if you've ever walked yeah. the streets in New York, you get yelled at a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you think he's yelling that at shit? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> out the window. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, right. I can see that. He um in the chorus, it's like open your heart, exports them all. So it's like this big thing, and then he goes, "What's behind them tickled days?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's like kind of serious and then yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite part is when in the second verse when he has this conversation, he gets like some girl to come and do a few lines, like just speaking lines. And he has this conversation checking if her condoms have expired. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you didn't have any comedy numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought of it as, as comedy. comedy until yeah. yeah. It's, it is straight up comedy. That's yeah. true. That's true. Tiggle biddies. <laughs> I'm tiggle biddies. I love that. I, love I think that's it's so, so funny. Good. Yeah. RuPaul says that all the time. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Well, there Love you go. It. Those are my five choices. Oh, five. my God, Grace. Those were great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew three of them. Yay. Three. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> I did know I did know a couple, but I can't wait to hear them. I think they're great. All right, everybody. Oh, my God. That was so hot. We're going <laughs> to... I'm trying to have my bedroom voice. We're going to take a short break. (laughs) That's right. Do you feel it? Um, (laughs) We're going to take a short break and then we'll be back to hear what Zane has to say. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about sex, baby. Talk about you, Yeah, it was a cool version. You had to get it in because no one, it's not on anyone's yeah, list. Yeah, it's not on exactly. the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking about sex in case you have just joined us. And if you have, go back and listen to my five choices. They were good. I spent time on them. They were amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, now we're going to kick it over to our guest host. Mm-hmm. What, our what? guest shuffologist, <laughs> Mr. Zane. How you I, doing over there? I am bringing the layperson's view of music <laughs> to the table because I am not a music person or a musician, but I do know a, a lot about musician. musical theatre. Right. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to get my two musical theatre uh, offerings. Uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's good. I'm sure we'll have many fans who appreciate that. Good. Yeah, yeah I good. think so. Yes. Yeah. Now, I mean, my, I do. <laughs> my, cat, my criteria was songs that I would not turn off during sex and That's that good. weren't just That's joke pretty, songs. Yeah. Because I found so many joke songs. Like, <laughs> I did a deep dive into sexy slash dirty songs. Yep. And I found some really, really sexual songs. <laughs> like, with the lyrics? Yeah, mean, like the yeah. But like I piss have take sort of no. sexual. Oh, okay. No. Okay. I have <laughs> Zane. I have in my honorable mentions possibly oh, the dirtiest song I've ever heard. It wasn't Pony. No, no. it was recorded in 1931. <laughs> oh, there was like a movement of black blues singers recording dirty songs because the white singers wouldn't and the dirtier the dirtier was the more they would sell because white audiences wouldn't have it anywhere else but before we get to that 2001 Tony Award winning Avenue (laughs) Q you can be as loud as the hell you want open parentheses when you're making love close parentheses when you're making love (laughs) I love this song this is a great musical take her home she's (laughs) 
wasted. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, rape culture right there. It's consensual. <laughs> and that's actually what this song uh, is, is the first, as far as I know, puppet sex scene yes. on Broadway. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. And it is full frontal. It sure is. I have seen it twice. Oh, have you? Yeah. Have you seen it as well? I've been in it. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, Yeah, so it is, this has uh, five people having forms of sex on stage while one people. No, so two two puppets having sex, uh, two real humans having sex. There's some characters that are human. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Two humans having sex, but they're in their apartment, but you can still hear them. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. And then one other puppet masturbating. Yeah, um, as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it is it is hilarious, but it's also it, it when they were writing it, as it was written by um, uh, Robert Lopez and Jeff Marks. Uh, when yeah. they're writing it, they wrote it like an orgasm because at, at the end, everyone kind of builds to an orgasm, and yeah, then amazing. end of the song. And it's great. It's great fun. You should listen to it. I'm glad <laughs> I get to put it on this list. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait to hear it again. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, now, my next musical theater offering is <laughs> from Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is oh, yeah. a great song. Touch It, Touch It, Touch Me. Nice. Um, and that's I remember it. being very scandalized by this. I watched it at 13 and be like, <gasps> It was really? I yeah. yeah. I, I, oh. I sen- my little sensibilities couldn't, couldn't handle it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Is it, how old were you when you watched it? Uh, I was younger than 13. I was oh probably God. 10. There is, there is a, I don't know what it was about our generation that watched Rocky Horror very young. Mm. And seat wetting in the context of this song means something very different to a 10 year old <laughs> than it does to a 16 year old. So true. Yeah, I didn't understand what they were fucking talking about. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but this is basically a straight laced straight laced girl discovering her sexuality and actually asking for sex. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And it's again very fun. It was originally done in the film by Susan Sarandon. Sarandon, um, yeah. Sarandon. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you That's know her okay. personally? I do. She's my best friend. <laughs> She's my godmother. She hates Suze hates it when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> she would correct you. <laughs> I, w- I would happily be corrected by Susan's. Yeah, Sarandon. yeah. She can Sarandon. do whatever she yeah, wishes. Yeah, really. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So that's the end of my musical theatre. Okay. Oh, that's okay. good. Okay. Okay. No, I, I'm curious how... No, I don't, okay, never mind. No, please. <laughs> you, have, you have questions. I have How I have do you answers. feel about these songs? Like, do you, do, do you feel a, like, is there a sexual connection for you at all? Well, or? okay, yeah. So, uh, sorry, I haven't mentioned. Mm. I personally... Uh, am asexual. Right. So I have a great curiosity when it comes to things sexual and trying to figure out what it does. What I like about these two songs is that it is characters connecting to sex and vocalizing their journey, I sure. guess. Yeah. And they're um, being unapologetic about it, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super sex positive mm, and so mm. I hate people having shame about sex. Yeah, and, like, there's no innuendo songs. or like, no, yeah. No. <laughs> but it's also like, especially um, these two songs, they're like, yes, sex, it's good, let's do it. Right, mm. yes. And don't be ashamed of it, especially you can be as loud as the hell you want. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yes, but that's again, mo- moving ahead, that's not necessarily a, an ongoing theme. But yeah, so I think I like those two songs because they're so positive about it. Yeah. My next song I like because of the story it tells, and the story it tells has aged very well, uh, which <laughs> is Lola from The Kinks. Um, so the oh, <laughs> I yeah. love this song. <laughs> So this song was actually banned in Australia. Was it, was it? really? Yes. Oh my god. Wow. Um, so it was released in the UK and the US in 1970. Um, it reached number two in the UK and number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, but so basically, I'll, I'm going to quote directly from the wiki here because it's a little problematic what they say. Lola is a song written by Ray Davies and performed by English rock band The Kinks on their album Lola vs. Power Man and the money go round part one 
That's one heck of an album title. Mm, yes. The song mm. details a romantic encounter between a young man and a possible transvestite. A possible? possible. <laughs> it was a definite transvestite. Yeah, like transvestite or trans, trans woman. woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's interesting. I, like, I wonder when that was written, that Wikipedia entry. You know what I mean? Because no, like, the language is updated now. I got that now. yesterday. So. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, how regularly? I mean, I don't know how Yeah, but I, it could have been written years ago. And yeah, to be fair, yeah, that could have been a quote from the band explaining what they yeah. were talking true, about true. and that sort of thing. Yep. But uh, I just Is wanted it quoted? Is it a, a, No, it's no. not a quote. Okay. It's, it's just part of the just wiki. Of yeah. um, but I just want to read some of the lyrics here. Uh, I pushed her away. I walked to the door. I fell to the floor. I got down on my knees and I looked at her and she looked at me. Well, that's the way I wanted to stay. And I, and I always wanted to be that way for my Lola. Hello, Lola. <laughs> <laughs> girls will be boys and boys will be girls. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world except for Lola. Hello, Lola. Yes, sir. I guess this is also a really positive song because Lola mm. knows who she is. She exactly. knows what she wants. And this is a really positive connection that she's mm. made with this guy. I, I yeah. love this song. I think I, when I properly listened to the lyrics for the first time, I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s. And I remember it, it used to be played on the radio. So this is early uh, 2000s, right? And yeah. I used to hear it on the radio all the time. And then one day I was driving around and I just listened and I was <laughs> like, they're singing about a transvestite. <laughs> this is cool. And I'd never realized that before, but I love that yeah. song. And I love that I know, yeah, I know back then. That. There was also mm. an issue with using the brand name Coca-Cola in the song. So there are some recordings that change it to Cherry Cola. Right. Oh, I've, that's okay. one I've, I've always yeah. heard Cherry Cola. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a really easy rhyme with Lola. So yeah. Lola, you Cola. Gotta go, gotta <laughs> yeah. go with it. Kind of makes sense. Um, now I'm bringing you back to my jazz. Bringing you to my jazz with my jazz. Teach Me Tonight. So oh, this yeah. is a jazz standard. It was written by Jean DePaul of lyrics by Sammy Khan. Now this has been performed by pretty much everyone from mm. 40s onwards. The version that I want to go on the list is Amy Winehouse's version. Mm. Um, oh, I don't album. know if I've heard that. <clears throat> it is. It's, it's great. And it's very, uh, it's one of the more like r- jazzy, lo-fi Amy Winehouse songs because mm. usually they're very kind of big. But yeah, this is really kind of brought down. Mm. Um, but like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Marvin Gaye, Peggy Lee, like the Mills yeah, Brothers, they've yeah. all done this song. Yeah, I first yeah. heard um, this song by Nora Jones. First oh, album. wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and basically this is just, it's it's just nice innuendo for like, hey, I mm. want to spend some time with you and I think you can teach me some things. I'm sensing a theme here. It's very empowered yeah. women. <laughs> or just, yeah. just any, any empowered well, sex person. This one, leading this one is, <laughs> is either way because there's men and women yeah, who have yeah, sung this yeah. one. Women yes. not, yeah. And I don't, even think it's, I don't even think it's gendered when mm. they sing the song. It's, mm. it's just singing just to a person. Just teach me, yeah. 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 Um, and my number one is my girl Nina Simone. I want a little sugar in my bowl. Mm. Oh, such a good song. So, so this good. was. It was originally written by Clarence Williams, Tim Byrne, and Danny C. Small in 1931, but Nina Simone rewrote it, rewrote the lyrics, um, and released it in '62. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Bessie Smith was the first. Yes, Bessie Smith. Hey, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but again, Bessie Smith and Mamie Smith. Uh, like again, this is mm. kind of a standard that kind of has gone around. Is really nice. Yeah, it's like so this good. is, and this is a, a real like sex positive as well. Just like, mm. hey, I really want it. Yeah, <laughs> please. I really like the the euphemism as well. It's got yes. a real like um, I don't know country feel to it. Mm. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it does. Sugar and marble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the the version actually that I discovered this song in my when I learned about this song was actually done by Queen Latifah oh. on her Traveling Light album. Oh, right. She does okay. a cover of it. And then mm. I went back and found that Nina, Nina Simone, Simone did it. Yeah. Um, but Nina Simone is the version that I would like to be on the playlist. Okay, uh, the okay. Right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, so I do have my 
honorable mention. My honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, including the dirtiest song that I've ever heard. Yeah, I want to know, I wanna know what that is. <laughs> so first one that isn't dirty, it's Don't Don't You Touch My Leg by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I love okay. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And it's basically, it's a story of a guy and a girl meeting at a bar and he puts his hand on her leg and she's like, hey, don't do that because if you do that, then I'm going to do this and then you're going to do that and then I'm going to do that and th- you, we all both know where this is going. It's a gateway move. And it, and it, is. it is totally <laughs> a gateway it's move. A gateway yeah. move. Breaking it's, first touch, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like, a, like, we both know we want this to happen, but should we? And yes, we should. <laughs> um, and that's just, it's just a fun song. Um, the runner-up to the... Uh, dirtiest song I've ever been exposed to uh, <laughs> is by Barbara Carr and it is called Bone Me Like You Own Me. Whoa! That's the runner-up? That's <laughs> the okay. runner-up. Bone Me Like You Own Me. Um, wow. What year was song. this written? <laughs> uh, so I think it was written in the 50s. Barbara Carr wow. um, uh, has released it in the 80s, I think. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it is, it is a great song. It is something you can dance to, but gosh, the lyrics are something dirty song. I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> the dirtiest song, uh, oh, nineteen thirty-one. Lucille Bogan. Um, Bogan, what a great name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the song is titled "Shave 'Em Dry." Now, now, if you've got children listening this far in, turn it off. I'm going to give you the four. Opening lines of this oh song. Oh my god, I'm so ready Great. for this. I've got nipples on my titties, big as Same. the end of my thumb. <laughs> I got something oh. between my legs that'll make a dead man come. Jesus. Now this was released in 1931. That's amazing. That's yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love I love finding out <clears throat> that certain words and phrases that we use today were being used like almost a hundred years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. It just it, it it makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> that we haven't grown. <laughs> I mean, Still using the same no terms. Comes to sex, yeah. Like I re- I really went down a rabbit hole of dirty blue songs mm, and it, that's it, great. Dirty it's blue songs is some is some nasty shit. And, uh, <laughs> there's also like some great songs in yeah. there oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that aren't aren't like. Until you listen to them, you're like, oh, this is a good song. Yeah. Like Muddy Waters did a few. Um, yeah. But yeah, all, all of like uh, Lucille Bogan, Mamie Smith, they all had records of, of these kind of songs. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd That's love to listen so to that. so good. That's so and good. And I will. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I, I know. I'm yeah, going to like yeah. find all you of these honorable too. mentions. Let's do it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zane, those are really great choices. Well Thank done. You. It made you. us laugh a lot, or made me laugh a lot <laughs> that Zane is filling in so wonderfully. I know. <laughs> the one episode that he has no connection <laughs> Too. Like, all right. Sex. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and listening to so like good. other people's lists of like the sexiest songs, I'm like, these are all like very current poppy slash hip hop slash yeah. like even like metal songs that are like grossly explicit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm, that's not my that's not my music. That's not yeah. my jam. But I'm glad I got to put some jazz in there. Yeah, it's fantastic. Nice. Wonderful. Well, I yet again have forgotten my honorable mention. Can I put it? In? You can. Put it's it really in good. Now, it's please. really funny. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it in. I would have put it as one of my top songs because it's really funny and about sex. But the only thing I like about the chorus, the rest of the song is shit. Okay. It's called D2B. Now that stands for Dick Too Big. Okay. Oh, and wow. it is so funny. Like I've stood in the kitchen with this dear friend of mine, Mel, and we've like riffed back at, at each other. And the chorus goes like this. One girl goes, go, what's wrong? And the other girl goes, my man ain't shit. And then she goes, go, what's wrong? My man ain't shit. Go, what's wrong? My man ain't shit. And then the other one goes, why you won't leave him? Because bitch, dick too bomb. And then it like, the beat drops. <laughs> the beat drops. And this dude in the background's like, my dick too big. Dick too bomb. <laughs> so good. Oh my it's God. It's so funny. And <laughs> I love the concept that your man is a piece of shit, but, but his dick great is great. Dick. And you just yeah. stick around. <laughs> That's got to be a very nice penis because that's got to that's like, got to be top oh, shelf. Yeah, that has. I don't know. Yeah, that's just insane because I I wouldn't put up with anybody. It's got to self lubricate. It's got to self. <laughs> it's got to talk to me. 
<laughs> and fold my laundry. Like, I mean, it's got to do some stuff that. I mean, I think these are just. You just want a boyfriend, right? <laughs> to talk no, to you and fold Well, no, it's talking about yeah. the genitals. Okay. <laughs> because I've had boyfriends and they ain't shit. So <laughs> this is, this is, it's got. Mm, well, yeah. now we're getting into robot territory. So. <laughs> well, thank you well. so much, Sam, for your choices and for letting me piggyback on my own romantic to the end. <laughs> Stick around, everyone. We'll be back soon with the fabulous Asabi's choices. Hello, Asabi. Hi, Zane. <laughs> I don't have a sexy voice to introduce you with, but I think that was too bad. Actually, that was pretty, <laughs> good. That was pretty good. It's very bedroomy. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> I've heard that you've been very excited for this I have been for very a long excited time. for this episode. As soon as we announced <laughs> that we were doing it, I was like, yes. Yes. So I don't want to take <laughs> up I don't want to take up any more of your time. <laughs> Do you I want back here. I want to I want to know what you've got now, for, for our <laughs> listeners. Most of my thoughts. So I do love good innuendo. Love it. I've been obsessed with it since I was probably a young teen just because I was good at it. And um, <laughs> most of my songs, I, I don't think I have anything that's too comical, but I do have one song that I do want to sort of deep dive into, into the that. funnies. Yes. It's not, it's not a funny song, but there's some funny shit that happened with that song. Okay. Now, like okay. Gracie, okay. I went chronological. And this was mainly because I was, as I was researching the songs, I wanted to see if, I wanted to see how sexual they got through time, you know, because in mm. America, yeah. we're very prude. And, you know, we couldn't say butt or ass on TV for a very long time. I want to say it was like in the 90s, the first time I heard ass on network television. It was like, oh, my God. Mm. So we're a very prude society. So and there have been, as you know, Zane pointed out, a lot of sexual songs have come out over the years. So these are some of the ones that were just mainstream and some of my favorites. So the first one is one that we all know. It's the one whenever we talk about sexy times, you hear that wow, 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 wow. So let's get it on. As a a sample, wouldn't that That, be good? That should be. I think I'll make that. I'll make that as a sample. Um, (laughs) Let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. Oh yes, so good. Nineteen seventy-three, and this was off his thirteenth studio album of the same title let's get it on now this song was originally written by ed townsend who had spent some time in rehab for alcoholism and when he came out he had this song that he had written and it had more of a spiritual tone to it and then one of uh gay's friends or marvin's friends kenneth stover decided to rewrite it and he rewrote it with more of a political spin but Ed Townsend was like, no, 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 no. It's not supposed to be about politics. It's supposed to be about love and a positive love and sex, you know. So Marvin and then and Ed got back together and they rewrote it. And that's where we have the version that we have today. So okay. a bit more of a, a love sexual theme. And what I love about it, like it, it's, you know, it's that signature wah-wah guitar. We all yeah, know it. Yeah. Right? Well, and, um, it, you know, it starts off kind of slow and it just sort of slowly works its way into a frenzy and then a climax, just like <laughs> sex, right? And then it, it kind of comes back down, but then it goes in for one more time because he just wasn't finished. <laughs> and, it just, and it's like that quick little, like a little quickie. And then it comes right back down as it goes out, you know, and, and it's, oh, it's just so good. And, and it's all of his vocals. So Marvin mm. Gaye multi-tracked it. He did all the backing vocals as well. So it's all him. Yeah. Yeah. This song is what made him a sex symbol. When he released the song, it sort of elevated his sexiness. If you was will. this early on in his career, or is it? Later? Well, this is thirteenth studio album, right. so no. no. So I think yeah. it was the last album that he did for Motown. Right. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was recorded at Hitsville, USA, in Los Angeles. And it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks, and it stayed in the top 10 for 13. And then it was number 32. It ended up as, uh, or no, it was number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100 of all time songs, top songs. Mm. I wonder if it was the (coughs) highest ranked Marvin Gaye one, because he's... I think it was. I think it was his most successful song ever. Also, I want to know how many times this has appeared on movie soundtracks. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it would or at be least so that much. opening wah wah. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah. that that is like a signifier of mm. like sex is going to happen. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like when yeah. you're talking with your friends, you may not know the song, but everybody <laughs> goes wah 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 wah. Like everyone knows <laughs> that, even if you don't.
don't know the song or where it comes from, everybody knows that opening yeah. bar. So that's my first tune. Let's get it on. Marvin Gaye. Now, my second one, um, <laughs> it sort of makes me giggle a little bit because it's a very simplistic song. Love to Love You, Baby by Donna Summer. Great. Oh, nice. So Great. good. So good. So this is off of her second studio album, but it's her first U.S. hit. So done in 1975. So Donna Summer spent a lot of time living in Germany, so about eight years, and she was doing musical theater over there. She released an album over there. And then she had some friends that were like, they'd written a song and they wanted her to record it. And she had some reservations about it. So if you've heard the song, you know, it's this really kind of high pitched breathy, like, and then it's just, I love to love you, baby. Yeah, you know, that's like, that's all it is. I mean, it is. I just want to say for everyone who can't see what's happening at the table, there are some faces. <laughs> there's gestures. There's I would movement. say that they're reminiscent of the same things that Donna did when she was in the studio, where they actually turned out the lights and they let her lay on the floor and just oh sort God. of sing and kind of get into the song. It's that like ultimate feminine thing, isn't ex- it? Yeah. Soft, mm. sensuous so, yes, female. and all those yeah. those noises that you know you really only ever hear in porns, right? But mm. I mean it, that's what this song was now she had reservations about this just because of the nature of the tune and she didn't Mm. want to release it but her the gentleman who wrote it who was uh his last name was maroder he's an italian so he wrote the song and he convinced her to release it as one of her tunes so she was like well all right you know so (laughs) after she had i think she recorded just maybe a demo length might have been like five minutes they sent it off to Let's see if I can get this right. They sent it off to the president of uh, Casablanca Records at the time. His name was Neil Boggart. And he played it at one of his house parties for his guest. And he liked it so much (laughs) that he played it over and over and over all night long and then sent them a message and said, it needs to be longer, like 20 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) How many people do you think left that party after like (laughs) play seven? They're like, this guy. Exactly, right? And he just, and and I'm just kind of, you know, because it's just written so nonchalantly. He liked it so much, he just played it over and over all night long and then said that it needs to be longer, like 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's just a woman singing in a breathy voice. And making sexual, and it stays there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. The the sexual tones and and maybe he was missing out on something, and that was fulfilling. (laughs) Well, so they took his advice and they re-recorded it. They extended it, so it's the first one of the first disco tunes to have an extension, and the extended version is 16 minutes long. Oh my god! Yes, I know. Just cutting and pasting. (laughs) Are we putting that on the playlist? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, whatever Josh can find, that's what's going to go on the playlist. Um, anyway, <laughs> Emma, I guess that's an album version. Yes, what so was, so yeah. it it took up the entire A side of the album. Yeah, <laughs> just that one. So not song. worth it. Like, <laughs> well, I guess back then it was. I don't know. Well, I feel like just you know because it was such precious <laughs> time yeah, and commodity yeah. that you're spending on albums. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. And I didn't find any information about whether or not this album, this song might have been banned anywhere. I couldn't, mm. I didn't read that anywhere. Um, but it, it hit, you know, it was, it did really well in the US. It's listed as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Oh, okay. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, it was it was released in the Netherlands first because she was over there, and then they released it in the U.S. Um, and like I said, it was it was number two on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks, number one on the Billboard Dance Club, and number three on the Billboard R&B and Soul charts. So okay, yeah. it did really well. The U.S. was not phased by that at all. So yeah, I'm okay. Pretty surprised. So that's my second tune. Nice. Beautiful. My third one is another favorite. Um, I so I really like these kind of slow jammy sort of sensual songs so it's Between the Sheets by the Isley Brothers I love this song so much so it's described as a quiet storm funk song and it's got quiet storm quiet storm (laughs) funk I think Sade sings about it's a quiet storm um, and she's talking about love. Uh, it's got a sensual rhythm. You can hear the shaker in the background and a drum machine. So this was released in 1983. So quintessential 80s sort mm. of tune. It's simpli- 
artistic. Um, it's got a driving, memorable bass line, which it's just like that boom, 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 boom. And that just kind of plays all throughout until you get to the chorus. Um, it's just beautiful. And then at the end, you know, and they're just, it's this man just singing like, hey, girl, dun, 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 dun. you know, and he's just got these smooth, sexy vocals. Ooh. And then at the end, you hear this, enough singing, let's make love. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. That's a great way to end a song. Get it, yeah. And then you have this sound. It just sounds like these, these breathy, airy, oh, 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 just all the way through the end. And I'm like, damn, yeah, get it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So now younger listeners or people who are big fans of hip hop, they will recognize this tune because it was sampled by Biggie Small. Throw your hands mm. in the air if you a true player. player. Yeah. Yep. And it's and also Big been, Papa, right? Yeah, yeah, Big Puppet. Yeah, that's Biggie. Mm. And um, Tribe Called Quest, Aaliyah, a lot of people have sampled it. Foreplay, mm. the jazz band, did a cover of it with Shaka Khan singing on I vocals. I feel like the, the Eilie Brothers been, have been sampled by so many hip-hop they artists. Have, like, they so many have. of their songs. It's mm. crazy. Tons, tons. Of, like, I mean, they just had really good music. Yeah. Really good, like just the drum. But I guess, yeah, like the way that it lent itself to hip-hop, it's like always really steady, really groovy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it is. It's just kind of that same thing over and over, and you can lay anything over it. Mm. Get it? Lay anything over it. Got it. Talking about size. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I just, I, I really, oh, this tune, it just mm, so good. All right, so that's my third choice. My fourth choice, which is probably my most cheesy choice, I would say, is "I Want Your Sex." (laughs) <laughs> by George Michael. <laughs> I reckon Let's Get It On is the cheesiest. Uh, for like... Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. stereotypically. For the, yeah, I guess yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, George Michael's I Want Your Sex. He, yeah, and um, he, he was dating a woman at the time. So this was released in 1987. <laughs> and he says this is the only woman that he's ever... That he dated, that he ever brought into his professional life. So she's actually in the video. So the woman that you oh, see okay. in the video is his girlfriend at the time. Um, again, <laughs> this is a quintessential 80s dance pop with like don't 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 like everything is electronic in it um uh, i love my favorite line from this when he's like who are sex i'm not your father who are sex i'm not your brother who are sex talk to your sister who are sex i am a lover right and i just i love that because it's just who are sex who are sex you know like the song is about sex did you realize the song was about sex? The song is about Just sex. Just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me say it one more time. Who are sex? Giggy, 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 come on, right? <laughs> so I, I love this song. Now, this song was banned by the BBC. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? But yes, the BBC banned it. I don't know why. And there are three different versions. There's like a part one, part two, and part three. Oh. Um, this was probably one of the fa- first albums tapes because i had it on tape i bought on my own it's off the faith album so you have the i want your sex part one part two and part three and they're different rhythms that are used and that's what distinguish them from each other um okay yeah yeah so they're they're really good Uh, part one i think is the radio edit that's or is it part two one or two that's one of the ones that you always hear on the radio Mm. but it's such a great it's a fun song it is just a fun song and you know and he sings sex is natural sex is good not everybody does it but everybody should you know (laughs) yes yes sing it George (laughs) love it so he's really trying to normalize this idea you know that people think that sex is dirty you shouldn't talk about it you should whisper sex Mm. you know like you can't say the word he said it he's not your father he's not your brother (laughs) talk to your sister (laughs) and then you're kind of like did you run out of lyrics do you think at that point he's like okay what else can we say well Um, you know I think he's just trying to say that he's sexy and he's you know and he's available yeah and he's he's really wanting to sleep with you he is here for it (laughs) he's like come on girl you know stop you know I'm hurting man um (laughs) (laughs) so good so now i just want because i when i was reading this i was i was like wait a minute his girlfriend appeared in this and so i just want to read what he wrote about that um when he was asked about his girlfriend he says it was totally real kathy was in love with me but she knew that i was in love with a guy at that point in time i was still saying i was bisexual she was the only female that i ever brought into my professional life I put her in a video. Of course, she looked like a beard. (laughs) It was all such a mess, really. 
my own confusion and then on top of that what I was prepared to let the public think right so he was confused about his sexuality and Mm. even then in the 80s there was still a very huge backlash to homosexuality you know especially if you were in the public eye you know Mm. so um, and and I will say there uh, you know there were people that were kind of like is he isn't he I kind of knew when Wham came out and he had those really short pink shorts on I was like mm, sexy but yeah I know <laughs> still there love him love him love him that's I find that quite sad actually that that he said that of course you look like a beard as if it's like well I think what he yeah. was meaning was that he wasn't fooling anyone well that that's what I mean right. like I yeah. that I felt really sad hearing yeah. that uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that it, yeah. that it was yeah he was confused but so mm. um, it's probably like he was so put on show yeah and I think he was probably sad about that as well because he he wasn't allowed because of the public he wasn't allowed to be his true self so or probably to even explore it mm. you know to be able to figure it out without mm. people labeling you so quickly exactly exactly yeah. or just the fear of backlash or losing your career because people yeah. have yeah. lost yeah. their careers you know absolutely um so now my final tune and <laughs> i know we just did a prince episode but i just couldn't help myself <laughs> couldn't help myself um <laughs> i had to put cream by prince in the new power generation oh did we not pick cream i don't think we did oh, i don't so think surprised. any of us did i know it's such a great song yeah it is a good it's song a 1991 off the diamond and pearls and Diamond and Pearl make an appearance in the video. It's quite funny. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> They're the two women. That, I love the video. It's so cute. It, like, starts off. I don't know who the actor is. and uh, He's an actor who's, in an, I think, in a Prince video. Maybe, or not Prince. Um, Michael Jackson video. But he's like, you know, his girlfriend's like, baby, I want to go to Minneapolis. And he's like, why do you want to go there? Why are you wearing this? Oh, you don't like what I'm wearing? Prince loves it. Who is this Prince? You know, and then all of a sudden you just hear this music and you see Prince looking all sashaying and cool. And he's got these two women behind him and he's just like walking through and all the ladies are like, oh, oh, and falling all over him. And the guys are falling all over the ladies like, you know, just doing like that stupid sort of New York, like, oh, making all these hand signals and shit. And then Prince is just, you know, how he like looks left to right, like all sly. And then it's like last call for Minneapolis. And then they're running. Ah, they're just <laughs> laughing and running. Yay. And everybody's chasing him. And, and Prince and his t- and Diamond and Pearl just make it in. And then they're all sitting at a soda shop. And they're like, what are you having, ladies? Mm, something with cream. <laughs> you know, and it's, oh my God. it's so funny. And they're playing, <laughs> they're playing elements of get off in the background. Like you hear that, you know, and. Before they actually <laughs> kick in with the song "Cream," it's hilarious. I love, I love, I love it. it. <laughs> you have that to see the think video. of like when <laughs> when you're like someone recommends you show you. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. And then they describe <laughs> <Yeah>. an episode <laughs> with such vigor, like you're having the best time just then. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Like I can honestly say I had never seen the video before. And I don't know where I was. Like in 91, I was a teenager. I should have seen it. I used to watch MTV. Um, but it's so funny. I love it. It just, <laughs> like I'm crying. I love it so much. It's just, <laughs> and the song spit, it was number one for two weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 back in the day. And on MTV Unplugged in 2004, <laughs> Prince said that he wrote the song while looking at himself in a mirror. <laughs> Great. That's it. I can oh, <laughs> He's so kooky so be- yeah, and wonderful. I can so imagine that. Do you think I, could, I don't think I could have a conversation with the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's very strange. Do you think we'll ever have another prince? Do you yeah. think do you think mm. not not that people with that much talent don't exist anymore, but do you think that we we would as a society would let anyone Be do that, that and not make fun of them incessantly? Cuz he was so cool that he would get away with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that is that true. That he would make yeah. clichés cool, but like I don't think he could now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think you could. Um, maybe not. Maybe Australia's a bit different. I think in America, people take themselves a bit more seriously. Mm. So it would probably fly a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe Australia, not so much. But <laughs> I, I definitely don't yeah. think Prince took himself seriously. Like, when you, like, I think he was having a good, like, I feel like he did He was in a and serious out, musician. Right? Yeah. So he made serious music, but I think he enjoyed taking the piss out of himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can yeah, see but that. He yeah. D- definitely did not enjoy other people taking the piss out of him. Not true. Because we talked about Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle thing. That's right? the only instance. 
instance. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like that's well, the thing. If, if he was comfortable with you joking about it, it was fine. But if yeah, he, he was. I, I mean, and you can't even play know. his fucking song online. Yeah, without right. <laughs> yeah. him being like, nah, that's mine. I don't yeah, know that um, people yeah. took the piss as much as they criticized him. There right, was like yeah. tons of criticism, tons of criticism. But there, like the few people that did take the piss, and you didn't see it very often. He enjoyed. He did enjoy, and he would come out and say, "Oh, I think it's really funny." I think you know, like Eddie Murphy would do little things on him, and he thought it was funny. Um, right. There was another comedian on Saturday Ni- Saturday Night Live. So after he performed with Beyonce on some music award show, they created a long running skit on SNL where they had this one actress who would come in and play Beyonce and this yeah, other actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and. The, it was like and, um, the uh, what's, what's his, his name? name? Oh, I know. Oh, the I guy can't who did the stand up for drummers thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, uh, that guy. Anyway, and yeah. he was so funny, and like he would just stand and like, like Prince. Prince is now sitting in a shell. You know, <laughs> it was yeah. just the funniest thing. So, and he enjoyed it. Prince loved that shit. Um, but very few people made fun of him or could do it well. Yeah, and this is not weird. a Prince episode. This is, this a is not a Prince episode. episode. Hey. <laughs> but I will say, I looked back. Cream didn't even make your honorable mention. No, it didn't. No, we didn't mention go. it. Now, I do have some honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> I am going, let's talk about sex. I did stick that you in. You did do it. My <laughs> honorable mention. Just, just an honorable mention. I'm not even going to so say anything about it. I'm so embarrassed for you. <laughs> not going to say anything. <laughs> and then my other tune is Rock the Boat by Aaliyah, which like, Rock the Boat. That's all I remember. Okay, cool. I'll <laughs> check it out. I'll check it out. It's a beautiful <laughs> song. It's It was the song that... She, so she made the video for this song and then got on the plane and died. Oh, okay. So that wow. was, that was yeah, the okay. very last wow. video that she made where it's she's all, in like, you know, when I said flowy fabric and she's in the water, so it's all sensual because water is a very sexual imagery, produces mm. sexual imagery. So mm. she's just flowing in the water and it's just super sensual and a beautiful song. I love it. Nice. So that's my honorable mention. That's it, guys. That's my stuff. Beautiful. Thank you, Wasabi, for those those (laughs) offerings to the sex gods. (sighs) Well, stay tuned, guys. We've got our last segment coming up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for listening. We have one final thing to leave you with, and they are our... It's It's a a flop. flop. <laughs> I said they are out. I fucked that up. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's good enough. Good enough. Josh usually runs this segment, but as he's away on assignment, he does. We're lost <laughs> without him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Zane. <clears throat> Honorable guest Zane. Okay. What have uh, you got? So my is a flop is not that it's a bad song. It's just that it can lead to some very awkward situations because uh, it's a very sexy song that doesn't sound sexy. Great. Um, it's it's um, <laughs> Afternoon Delight by the oh, Starlight I love Vocal that Band. Song. That's cute. I like mm. that. I have seen grandparents sing this to each other at karaoke. Uh, That's in the great. Grandparents can get it. Do they have like they did not special? Know what it was about. Oh, because okay. I'm like, if they're like, looking at each I'm other, not like yeah, I yeah. Get it. I get um, it. That's because it's just like fun singing to each other. Um, and and there was a joke. I believe it was like on Arrested Development of uh, like an uncle and a niece singing <gasps> this song because they, oh, they someone yeah. else put it on. They were like, oh, this is fun, and they're like, oh. I know the lyrics. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. that's dirty. Well, that's good. Yeah, so that that's just kind of like a, a personal anecdote of like our afternoon delight. It's like it could mm. sound a little sexier. Is <laughs> <laughs> just so people know. Yeah, maybe <laughs> pay attention to lyrics, you know. But grandparents sing an afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Asavi? Oh my god, flop? mine is a quintessential flop. Um, I wanna sex you up. Tick-tock, oh. don't, don't I stop was looking at that, that one. Okay. 
Oh my god! I watched the video for it, and I was like, "This is the cheesiest piece of shit I have ever seen in my goddamn life." I couldn't like that high pitchy falsetto that doesn't even sound good. The guy singing so deep in his throat, it's like, <laughs> "That's what was sexy in the eighties, right?" Yeah, yeah. Wait, was this um, the eighties? This was the nineties, I, <laughs> I think. I was very young in the nineties. <laughs> it was terrible. It was just terrible throaty that boy like i think i'm so good let me sing some r and b and it's like like this is like that neutral larynx sort of stuck in your throat oh just terrible Ugh. Ugh. yuck larynx is that a neutral is there anything worse exactly <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> disgusting disgusting i flopped that too <laughs> well my my is a flop is um it's it's by Ariana Grande. Oh, definitely a flop. Um, Feech, Nicki Minaj. Double if Josh flop. was here, he'd be quite upset. <laughs> yeah. But he ain't here. Yay! <laughs> but I'm chosen, on the playlist, I've right? chosen side to side. Oh, yeah, true. Um, which I hate everything about it. Okay? It's not I, It's like... Ariana, I don't know what she's doing. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't care my, about my opinion, but <laughs> but she, you know, like she's such an awesome vocalist and she's just gone down this route of like trap, like flip, wishy-washy R&B. Like it doesn't have any flavor to it anymore, I feel, with her vocals. And she's got so much that she could draw mm. on. Mm. Um, but it's like a song about, it's like got this reggae feel, which I hate, I hate reggae. Really? Uh, yeah, no. Unless you're Bob Marley, like what are you doing? Because there's always True. a bunch of white dudes <laughs> with playing dreadlocks. like, Scar. <laughs> specifically Scar, I don't like, but, but reggae in general is usually quite bad. I think you know your next theme. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. So next um, week when we talk about reggae. But, but the song is about getting so, fucked so hard you can't walk straight. Wow. You gotta sway inside to side. It's, that, it's so, Jesus. It's, it's like full on and explicit, um, which I don't mind. <laughs> in general, but um, it's with a fucking reggae beat. So yeah, so no, it's <laughs> terrible. Well, there you go, beautiful Gracie. Those are our choices, guys. Lovely. Well, guys, that is our show. That's it. Thank you so much for tuning into the sex episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. Follow you podcast at gmail.com <laughs> That's right. And find us on email and Instagram. We are there. We are Please everywhere. Find us. We'll make our voices sexier for you. We will. Saying, get it, hit us with your sex voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is this sexy? Is this <laughs> super sexy? I was hoping you'd do like a. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Chefology. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you.